Hi everybody and welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 795. It's Sunday afternoon. We've had another storm overnight and through the day with the strong, strong winds causing a, a bit of damage around the place. Today's topic, consistently improving. A couple of things I wanted to refer to today. Firstly, for those of you listening on the other side of the world, wondering what's happening here with COVID, uh, we get a press conference every day about it. Yesterday, we would, for the first time in maybe six, seven weeks, something like that, we got into double digits down to 94 cases. Today, we're back up to 112, I think it is. Um, the government is running out of time for when their powers for a state of emergency cease, which means if they don't put something else in place on the 13th of September, it means that they can't enforce the restrictions, which means the people can just do whatever they like. They can't enforce it. Uh, so they've asked for 12 months more, uh, which people are kicking out the stink. So they're negotiating with the opposition right now to come up with some kind of extension, which may be a month, it could be six months. I think that's what they'll probably settle for, another six months rather than the 12 months. And uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Still not saying what, uh, you know, what the plan is or anything like that. Uh, so I'm assuming that it'll be this week, maybe Sunday next week, that they might make some further announcements because they've, uh, they're running out of time. Today is the 30th of August. They've only got two weeks, left, less than two weeks left. So we'll see. Last night, I had to stay up until 11 p.m. to do my interview with Paulie Kazanowski, a great, uh, very, very successful real estate um, a business person over, he's based in Nashville and he's, uh, he's a real estate coach, he's an international speaker, he's uh, just such a, nice, such a nice guy. So we recorded that last night, um, I'll be posting it uh, sometime this week on the Mental Toughness and Body Show, I'll let you know when that is, might do it tomorrow, uh, but I'll let you know when that is and you can go across and have a listen uh, to that. But here's the thing. So 11 p.m. on a Saturday night when I've been up early and because I like to be respectful for my guests, so I wear a suit and tie. And so I had a shower, uh, you know, sitting at my desk preparing in a suit and tie at 11 o'clock at night when I'm so, so tired. Uh, the kids are on the floor and um, yeah, they probably helped keep me awake, to be honest. And uh, we went for over an hour. And uh, I slept like a baby, that's for sure. Well, a good sleeping baby, I should say. And, um, but the point of telling you this is it would have been so easy for me to try and make it at a time that suited me with little regard to Paulie. But here's the, here's the thing. When you're interviewing somebody that is or asking something of somebody that is more successful than you. If they say, you come to me, you go to them. If they say a time, you don't go back and say, oh, well, no, that's too late for me or 
whatever. You just, you just make it happen. Um, because this is how you make good relationships. I mean, these people are busy. Uh, I'm busy, but you know, someone's more successful than you. You've got to change your life to fit in with them because they're doing you the favor. And so that's what I did. And uh, it was a really great, he's such a nice guy, uh, really inspiring. Um, anyway, you can go and have a, have a listen to that. But I think the, this whole, and we were talking about it last night, this whole COVID uh, second wave for me has been about building relationships. I know I've spoken about this a couple of times, but building these deep-seated relationships where there's a strong connection and you're doing it from a strong place in your heart. You're not just doing it for the sake of doing it. You're doing it because you genuinely want to check in on people. You genuinely want to build relationships with people and build better relationships with people. And putting on a second podcast, the Mental Toughness and Body Show, the reason that I went ahead with that was because I thought I've got to step even further outside my comfort zone. And so that's the podcast where uh, I'm interviewing a more high-profile, whether they be celebrities, successful people, so that uh, it forces me to step out of my comfort zone to ask people that are way more successful and get really inside their mindset. Because I can keep talking all the time, but I want to force myself to be uncomfortable. And for me, that's asking other people, would you like to appear on my show? And then just going to that next level, that next level, that next level. So you're getting more and more successful people. And then as uh, your shows get more traction, it becomes easier to be able to uh, you know, attract that more successful person. But I say, oh, right, you've had this person. Oh, yeah, sure, I'd love to do, do your show. And then you get that person and then... Maybe that person can introduce you to someone else and then uh, most likely that person's also going to be successful and then it just, it just continues on from there. So um, relationships are so important. And uh, like Paulie and I, we've had a, a few conversations before and we keep uh, tabs on uh, Facebook and everything, but we've never had a long conversation like that. And he was just so, so grateful or gracious and I, well, humbled is probably the word, I was so grateful. Um, I got to meet his wife as well. Um, so it was, this, it was just really nice. It was Saturday morning over there. I think they were just having breakfast. And um, yeah, just really, really cool. And I've got another good one coming up. Uh, I, think it's, uh, I, think it's, I think it's Tuesday next week. No, not the week coming, but the one after. Uh, with Luke Cook, so that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Not sure what I told you about the fact that I met, um, well, virtually, uh, Luke McLeod, who's the he was on the Bachelorette when Sophie Monk was uh, the uh, the Bachelorette, and he was one of them. Now Luke is a uh, he runs uh, it's called Soul Alive, so meditation business and and stuff. And I asked him whether he got to do some meditation with Sophie. I posted this on Facebook yesterday. And he said, uh, no, he didn't. He didn't end up getting to spend much time with her. But he said, the environment is so stressful. 
He said, like that, uh, you know the scene where uh, either the bachelor or the bachelorette is standing there all by themselves, and then there's a, a, it's normally at night and there's a pathway with lights and it's all pretty and everything, and they meet for the first time and they're talking. He says, all around you, you've probably got about 50 people all standing there watching you with the lighting, the sound, the directors, all that kind of stuff, and they're watching you. He said, it's such an intense situation. And he said, the whole show is so stressful. And you put all these guys in the one place, and it's like a pressure cooker. And he said, it was so stressful that he said, all the guys were getting way stressed out. And so he did meditation with them. <laughs> and he said, they really got into it. So I thought that was quite funny. Um, today being Sunday, so once a week, I have to uh, take my photos, tan up, take the photos. I'm getting faster at the tanning. And, um, and it's, it's quite uncomfortable. I, I don't know how you women do it. It's, a, it's, a, it's sticky, this stuff. I use the Bondi sand stuff. And um, ultra dark, I go. And I put a few coats on. And it, um, it really works, but it's, uh, it leaves you feeling all icky and sticky. So I can't wait to you know, wash it off straight after the, the photos. And uh, today's topic being consistently improving, I am consistently getting better. You can see it. So I'm getting better with the posing. I'm getting better with the, uh, applying the tan. But you can see that the body fat is reducing, which is, is really cool. So I've sent my my couple of photos off to the coach. I've also sent a video off uh, so that um, we can improve uh, some of my, my posing in my, my back uh, because that, that needs to get better. Um, so yeah, so it's all working. Uh, so we'll see. So at this point, uh, the food stays exactly how it is uh, because it's all working. And it's by the photos that we judge what do I need to do from here? So there's 80 things, 81 days today to go, uh, which in some ways sounds like a lot, but in other ways it doesn't. I mean, we're into double digits now. And it's uh, so November 19, we're about to hit September. Um, it's the days are going to go by so quickly. I mean, this August has gone by really super quick. In some ways, I think COVID is making it slow. Some ways it's making it fast. Yesterday, on TV, I noticed that they had the movie Groundhog Day. Uh, I'm sure you'll know that where he relives the same day over and over. And uh, to some extent, uh, COVID is feeling like that. Um, so I don't know. To me, it seems to be going fast. Uh, so yeah. So uh, everything is progressing nicely. I'm enjoying the process. But yeah, I think what I was going to say was looking at the photos seeing what changes need to be made because being the, the 81 days to go and then just making it uh, uh, some slight changes. So I'm thinking the uh, probably about six weeks out. So what's that? Six, seven, 42. So about another 40 days. That's when I think some more changes will be made uh, by Paul to say, okay, we need to do this now. We need to do that. I'll let you know when that is, whenever we need to make a change. Uh, but um, I'm enjoying the fact that just by being consistent with what I'm doing, the muscles doing the work and uh, burning the fat and um, I'm getting leaner. Uh, so it's, a, it's such an exciting process when you can see your body change like that from week to week. And we're not talking significant change, but we're talking the, 
you know, bits of change, a slight, a slight percent here and there. And I'm hoping, hoping that by 19 November, or around that time that I can go and have another DEXA scan. Um, so I'm hoping that we can, you know, get out and do things by then. Uh, because one, I need to have the, the photographers coming here to, to take the photos, but uh, also to uh, be able to see what did I actually get my body fat percentage down to? How much muscle have I put on? What's, it, um, what's all of this work summed up to be? Um, so that will be an exciting process, I feel. But yeah, I, I just focusing on those consistent little improvements all the time. So even over the, the last 24 hours, I'm thinking, okay, what can I do better? I was so tired yesterday. I was really, really tired. Um, I had a sleep for about an hour at, at some point during the day in the afternoon, and knowing that I was gonna have a late night. And I, I just needed to rest. But having a look at, I need to keep pushing forward, making sure that I keep on building these relationships. I could have quite easily just said, no, nah, look, I can't, I can't make those times and we wouldn't have been able to meet. Or you just say, well, hang on, this is part of pushing yourself, part of challenging yourself, stepping outside your comfort zone, doing something when you normally would have been in bed asleep, but instead you've stepped up, you've pushed yourself and you've made a really strong connection with someone and you just never know where that can go. And do you think the fact that it's, you know, normal early morning for, for him, um, Paulie, well, it was 8am, so not really that early, I suppose, but it was a Saturday. Uh, and the fact that I was still uh, up at uh, midnight uh, doing a call uh, with him, of course he's going to respect that. He thinks, man, not everybody would do that. And sometimes I'm, I'm sure that people do this as a test for you to say, well, okay, if you really, really want to speak with me, then you'll just say, you'll, you'll be there at the time that, that I say, and that's what uh, I did in this case. I think it's all just those little things. It's just a, about uh, pushing yourself, improving yourself, keeping on focusing on, on doing what's important to you. And for me, building the relationships, this, um, you know, this part of the lockdown has been one of the key drivers for me. And then, through what I've been telling you the last few days about uh, how I've been feeling, having a layoff of the, the weights for a week, uh, and this coming week, and then just easing back into it to the week after and getting more rest, there's a, a real risk that what I would do is completely drop away from uh, my normal eating, like the way I should be eating. Uh, because, you know, you're tired, you think, oh, well, it's kind of like holiday mode, I'll have some things maybe that are off plan and things can quickly blow out. You undo the last couple of uh, weeks of good work in uh, you know, um, a bad week of, of just uh, you know, poorer food choices. So this is where, again, if you think about your own a body transformation journey, there will be times where it becomes a challenge for you. And this is kind of like, say them, I don't know, imagine you're on a road, T intersection, you're heading down, and if you turn right, 
that's the way that you want to go to be consistent and on track and get the results that you want. If you turn left, then left is going to take you to, maybe it should be the other way around because most people don't want to go right. Um, but if you turn the opposite way, that's the poorer choices and it's going to either delay the results that you're going to get or it's going to completely throw a spanner in the works for you, completely throw you off, off track and you're going to be, you know, not where you want to be at all. And it could be, this is something that you're just reliving over and over and over. You can't break the cycle. You, you make a bit of progress and then you say, life in inverted commas gets in the way. You fall off the wagon. You go back to, uh, say, eating more high energy type food, whether that be things like pasta, um, breads, processed foods, all that kind of stuff. And you find that that becomes the bigger part of your staple of food in your diet as opposed to the plant-based food. Um, everything's habitual and it would be very easy to just say, oh, well, you're tired and, you know, just have a break, have a break off your, off your meal plan. But why am I not going to do that? Because what I'm working towards is so important to me like it's so big in my mind that how could I? How could I stop now after all the hard work that I've done and how badly I want to be able to achieve this? And doing things like today, taking those photos, it's like, wow, you're looking really good. This, this is really, really a fun journey. Like, any transformation that you do, if it was painful, if it was you know, horrible, you didn't enjoy it, then you're only going to do it once or you're not going to do it at all. Or you, it's just, I don't know, what's the point? But for me, I'm loving it. And the, the weekly photos, I think, keep me inspired, keep me motivated to keep on doing it. So even though I'm not training this week, uh, it would be easy for me to fall off and then take the photos next week and it's like, oh wow, I seem to have gone backwards. But if I keep on with the program, my normal eating, then I will look even better. And uh, that's, that's my approach, the, the preference. So it comes from that mindset of consistently improving. Now, there's not massive change from one week to the next. It's little changes, but it's when you go back to the photo that I've, you'll find it on my Facebook page back in, I don't know the exact date, but it's, I think it's the 18th, 19th, December uh, 2019. You look at the difference between there and the photo that I took today, and it's like, man, they're... There's a huge difference. And I remember when I took that photo and I thought, do you know what? You look really good. But I look now and I say, wow, compared to that, I didn't look very good back then. So it's probably a good before picture. <laughs> but I thought I looked good. It's that perception you have of yourself and how you're living and uh, how you look uh, can be well, I guess it's really defined by the standard that you, you set for yourself.
And I think I had set myself a standard that I had been willing to live by for probably three decades, but, well, no, that's probably, no, I'll say two decades. But when you decide to raise your standards, that's when things change. And this is what makes it exciting. It's like stepping into that other room, surrounding yourself with better quality people. Like I say, building those relationships, it's so important. If you are living in a toxic environment, or you know, you're, whether it's family, partner, friends, whatever, as soon as you step out of that room and into another room where you don't have that, you start to find that a whole range of different things change for you. Now, I just decided to raise the standard of what I looked like and the way that I lived. I just decided this year. I said, I'm going to get the six-pack. That was essentially it. I said, you're going to look smoking hot. You are going to get that six-pack. You always talk about it, but why don't you do it? Why do you keep making excuses for it? And I said, just do it. And this is what the great vehicle that's helping me do it is the Isobody Challenge. And I think it was probably my saving grace because I've never had that thing to aim for. I didn't want to step on stage to be like a bodybuilder or or that kind of stuff. I just wanted to get that really great, ripped up looking six pack for me but I needed a conduit to do it. And the Isobody Challenge has been that for me. So it's funny how things connect, right? So if I I just connect a few dots for you, Uh, I'm gonna draw this on the board so I can talk you through it. So um, I've got a little picture of me. Now I'm doing a much taller picture of Kerry Potters. Now I met her in 2000, I think it was 2015. Uh, that I met her. Uh, We never, I've just drawn a little eyes and smiley face on both of us. Um, So at that meeting, I got to um, get a copy of her book, a signed copy of her book. I got to get a photo with her. I got to wear her gold medal. Uh, We got to have a a conversation as well. And at that point, she did mention isogenics. Now, I I wasn't open to to anything like that. So I um, I, I didn't pursue it. But then by, okay, so then the next thing, let's jump forward to 2018. 2018. And I went to a conference in the city. Now, I think it was on the 29th of uh, February. So I think it was the leap year. So the 28th or 29th. And it was in the city. And I went there to meet Randy Zuckerberg. Okay, so uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook um, guru. Uh, Randy is uh, Mark's uh, old sister. And she was, he asked her to become, you know, the, look after the marketing and stuff. And she created Facebook Live and all that kind of stuff. And I went to meet her. Uh, was, I thought it was a great opportunity to get a photo uh, with her for branding and stuff. And, um, but to be honest, at that time, I didn't really know a lot about the branding and how to, how to use it. But at that same event, this guy came out and he started talking about branding and he started uh, showing some testimonials and the videos and all that kind of stuff. And he had, like he had me hooked. I thought, man, this is what I need to do. Now that was when I met JT.
my coach, JT. Now, in the, the weeks ahead of that, I ended up going to uh, his two-day workshop. And through that whole process, you can go back and listen to some other podcasts about this, but uh, through that whole process, my dad was passing away and uh, it, was a, it was a really uh, difficult time. In fact, I had to, on day two of the event uh, with JT, which I thought this event is gonna change my life. So day two of the event, or uh, sorry, the end of day one, I, I was going in and out of the room all day because of, I was being called by um, doctors, I'd been called by the home uh, as well, and then by the hospital. And uh, it, I was just about to jump into bed uh, in the motel, because it was, it was over in Preston, I didn't want to have to drive home. Uh, it was 10.30, I think, I got a phone call from the hospital saying that we don't think your dad's going to make it through the night, can you come up? And I thought, oh man, how long a drive was that? So I went up and um, sat with dad all night uh, in the intensive, well, it wasn't intensive care. It was kind of like a, just a room where they had him. It was a very nice room. They had him all set up and pretty much for end of life. And uh, I sat with him all night and daddy just, he just hung on and hung on and hang on, hung on. So by the morning, I didn't get any sleep. And so by the morning, they said to me, look, um, he seems to have stabilised. We don't think he's going to pass for, you know, maybe some time. But he said, they said he, he's not going to come out of uh, this. Uh, so we think it might be best if he, he can stay here, but maybe he can go back to his home. And I said, look, I, I think it would be nicer for him if he didn't pass away in hospital and if he... Uh, you know, passed in uh, the home where he was, the aged care facility. And so they took him, um, th that was the plan to take him back there. So I rang my brother who lives in Melbourne and I said, look, um, he couldn't come up the night before uh, because he'd taken some sleeping tablets before I had a chance to talk to him and he couldn't drive. Um, so he was on his way up. I called him early in the morning and I said, uh, look, when you get here, I'm going to go back to Melbourne to finish this course. But I said, look, it's um, Dad's going to last for about a week or so. Um, I said, I need to do this course. I know it might sound cold, but there was something in me that said I needed to be there. So I, I think I had about an hour's sleep in the car. He came up. Um, I, I travelled back down, met JT, uh, had an interview with uh, JT, and... Um, uh, he, oh, like we just shared some, some time about dad and, and stuff, which was pretty special. And uh, he said to me, I can tell you've got it. And he said, look, you, you look like you're worth $5 million. And he said, look, the way that you present and everything, he said, it, it's like first class. And he said, for you to come back, uh, you know, when your dad's going through what he's going through, he said, that's uh, like a really special special type of person. So I went on to learn from JT about a branding. And so I, you know, I got to interview Brooke Shields and meet a whole bunch of other celebrities. And like through meeting all those people and hearing their stories, it was just so inspiring. But then JT taught me how to use that to brand myself and everything. And I thought, okay, so I came back home, got the photos 
and uh, you know started uh, putting them on social media with a story behind them and everything pardon me everything and as I was going through that process I thought hang on who else do I have photos of and uh, that's when at the same time I'm writing my book right I've well I well, I went through the, the stage of writing it and then having it written and then having it with the publisher. And um, so it was with the publisher at this time before I head into this next part of the story. And I was going through this stage where I was, I was looking for those photos and I found the photo with Kerry and Kerry Potthast. And I thought, oh, geez, I need to write a story about that. So I wrote a story about it, put it on LinkedIn and I think I tagged her or something like that. And then she responded and she made a comment and then we made a comment back and yeah, just a little bit of toing and froing, like just got a sort of a sentence here and there. And uh, then at the time I was talking to my coach who was helping Jeff, who was helping with the, uh, the, the book and the publisher and everything. And he said, we need to get a, uh, you know, like a, a big name that can endorse the book. And he said, who do you know? And I'm like, oh, geez. And I said, well, I don't know JT, I know Brooke Shields and... Um, you know, they were going to charge, they would charge money and I didn't think JT was a good fit with the book in terms of endorsing it and, and stuff. So I said, what about an Olympic gold medalist? He said, oh yeah, he said, that'd be great. They weren't the exact words. He used an expletive. And I said, okay, well, I said, this has just happened. I said, just in the last week or so, uh, I put up this, uh, this post, Kerry reached out to me. I said, what if I ask her? And he said, yeah, that would be a great idea. I said, how do I ask? <laughs> and he gave me uh, some cues on that. And um, yeah, we went from going from endorsement to uh, Kerry actually writing the whole forward to the book, uh, which was so, so special. It was, um, I feel so humbled and privileged for it. So then part of all of that process with Kerry, we started talking about isogenics. And from there, I said, well, I need to try these products if I'm going to recommend them to other people. So I said, I would never just blindly recommend anything to anyone. And uh, if you've listened to this before, I, by the time I got to about week three, I started to notice some really big changes in myself and my strength and just how I was feeling. And I thought, wow, this is really weird. This is the only thing I've changed and I've never felt like I do. And I was starting to lean up and uh, you know, really notice some significant change. And I thought, this is pretty special. And so that's when I joined, the, well, I found out that they have this thing called the Isobody Challenge. I met the winner from last, uh, you know, like that year. So this would have been 2018, 19. And um, I signed up and it was this year because Thomas, who ended up winning, uh, he, when I met him, he wasn't the winner, he was a finalist. And uh, when... Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I guess on meeting him and hearing his story, it really inspired me. And then when I went to the uh, Isogenics Celebration event uh, early last year, that just really inspired me and made me think, you know what, if they can do it, I can do it. So now's the time. Commit 2020 to do it. This is your time to do it. And so it's, it's funny how all of those things happen, which brought me to the Isobody Challenge, which was all about me making decisions 
to do that next thing to help help myself out, help others out. Uh, and it, it wasn't well received at the time uh, by my partner at the time. Um, she thought it was a mistake. Um, um, that was disappointing. I mean, we're not together anymore, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, I, th- I saw this as a fantastic opportunity. Uh, I guess not everybody's going to see it through your eyes. But if I hadn't have made those decisions, I wouldn't be talking about this now. I wouldn't be in the shape of my life because the Isobody Challenge provided the conduit for me to say, this is it for me. This is it. Because I'm very driven, very motivated a person uh, but like everybody you need something that's going to drive you and um, that's been it for me so exciting time really exciting consistency is the key with doing all of those things that I've spoken about consistent improvement that's the key all right look you have a great day wherever you are in the world stay safe and I'll see you tomorrow